0: I laughed out loud today when I saw a headline about how the Gauteng government still plans to collect e-toll debt from motorists. It's no laughing matter. I'm just laughing at the principle. Uh, Wayne Devineh is chief executive at uh, the organization Undoing Tax Abuse. Uh, The organization, of course, founded in the early days of e-tolls and fought a very successful campaign against e-tolls. I think it's still due to come to an end at the end of March, isn't it, Wayne?
1: Yeah, well, that's what Panyaza Al-Sufi tells us. But we've heard these deadlines many times before, and uh, I think the proof is only going to be in the pudding once we see it actually happening. I don't know, Bruce. Uh, really, I really am flabbergasted that these recent statements as well. It, it is confusing.
0: Okay, I was under the impression that National Treasury had said probably 18 months or two years ago that this is mm. unworkable. It's just it's spending costs too much money to run and nobody's paying anyway. We may as well discontinue it. Uh, and then in case now National Treasury is saying, well, we're not quite ready to discontinue it. Uh, Panazas is saying that we will discontinue. Oh, the Premier is saying we will mm. discontinue. Um, and, and the fact that they're still going to collect the debt, I was also under the impression that there was a realization that that was an unlikely and unfeasible goal.
1: Very much so. You know, this is not anybody else's but Sanral's decision to make. And they've stopped the summonsing and the uh, enforcement process back in March 2019 uh, when they realized that they were just, uh, you know, chasing something that was just not going to happen. I think it was election time at the time. They got a tap on the shoulder from then uh, President incumbent uh, um, Ramaposa to say, look, stop this war with our citizens, which it was. It was a litigious warfare strategy that Samaral had embarked on, and they were going nowhere. The, the compliance rates had dropped well below uh, 40%, 30%, and they needed 90% for the scheme to work. And I think last year in October, no, the year before, about 18 months ago in the midterm budget policy statement uh, in Akoniguan, it did make that statement. Look, we are now done with e-tolling as a financing mechanism for this freeway upgrade and we're going to find the solution through which we had been proposing right from the get-go in 2010 uh, to fund it through National Treasury Collections which by the way they had been doing for the last 80 years anyway uh, due to the shortfall and now we're here and then Paneuza said uh, yes at that time in end of 2022 we're we going to refund those who have paid I mean that was a shot out of the blue uh, 7 billion rand or so we said well that's going to be interesting then he tried to retract that now there's a new deadline, but what has slipped into this message from the uh, budget speech, well, not from the budget speech, but from the lockdown session, which the journalist asked the question, what are we going to do? Where's the e Nothing's mentioned in here. They indicate to them, no, we're still going to go and collect the debt from the motorists. Now that's uncollectible debt. Most of it is prescribed. The economy cannot afford this. It's just never going to happen. So it just makes these waters muddier than ever before.
0: Uh, and, it, yeah, it's a, it creates unnecessary noise. It really does when, the, when mm. the messaging is all over the place. I mean, still, we owe money to the people who improved the roads and built the gantries oh, and, yes. and provided the equipment, all of that sort of stuff. It's not their fault that mm. we couldn't manage the system we asked them to put in. So we still, exactly. have, to pay, we, we still have to pay for it, even though um, it's not generating any money itself.
1: Yeah, no, look, infrastructure upgrades of this nature doesn't fall out of the sky. We pay for it. You and I, somewhere along the line, we pay for it. And we've been saying to to Treasury uh, and Senra right in the beginning, look, this is social infrastructure. It is stuff we use daily when we go to work and places of worship, school, everything else. And even the President's Committee in 2013 on the funding of SOEs recommended that a user-based principle is not applied in this type of infrastructure. Long-distance route story. And uh, and I think they realized the penny had dropped by uh, 2022 that, look, this is not working now. They've tried everything. So we have to pay for it some way or another. And as I said, Treasury has been financing the GFIP bonds uh, shortfall to Treasury, which is how they've been financing all of Sandro's non-polled roads since day dot, since uh, since yeah. democracy. So. Yeah, why they went and tried the scheme Against all the indications that it was going to fail But nonetheless, they've tried and they've given up And now they want to still go and collect the debt
0: It's interesting because we've got a gossamer-thin budget I mean, it's a a budget that is incredibly vulnerable It is Mm. a budget that is based on some assumptions That will come true and many that won't Um, And it is a budget that cuts from some departments and not others And we haven't had a fuel levy increase, I think This was the third consecutive year Whereas, you know, that was one of the funding mechanisms Suggested earlier that everybody in the country, whether you lived in uh, Paafar or yeah. uh, Polokwane or Pretoria, you would have paid the extra money in on fuel, which would have objected. You know, other people would have objected to, but we're not seeing the mm. revenue come from there either. And I'm just I'm worried that these everything is being funded on debt, and we, it's part of the the billion rand a day interest payment that we have now. Is that you know government planning has been inadequate.
1: Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Look, I mean, uh, you know, we've said all along that $0.10 on the fuel levy back in the day when the decision was made uh, would have financed this whole upgrade at the inflated prices, by the way, three times what they should have paid. Nonetheless, (laughs) they've increased that fuel levy by more than $0.10 since then in 2010 or 2008 when we made the suggestion. They've increased it by over 3 rand. grand-odd. Uh, in a number of increments. Now we were surprised that the enoch you know, Inagkodengona did not increase the fuel levy for a third year in a row. But we've also said for well, many years that that strategy is going to have to come to an end some stage because you can't keep relying on on fuel levies, especially with this move transition to non-fuel, you know, electric cars. And I think he, the pennies dropped there that they can't keep relying on that. It's, it has a negative impact on the economy as a whole. So. You know, it's not surprising that he didn't increase it again uh, in one sense and surprising in another when you're very desperate for funds, as they are. And, you know, 30, 40 cents increase in the fuel levy would have given them an extra couple of billion rand a year, and we're desperate. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting. But the the issue and these decisions on the tolls and the deadlines and the new decisions just don't make sense anymore.
0: Wayne Divinage, thank you. Chief Executive of the Organisation Undoing Tax Abuse, ALTA. Uh, Wayne Divenage, the founder, of course, of that organization, founded in response to the beginning of and <laughs> uh, The saga rolls on and rolls on and rolls on. Astonishing, really, um, that we're still having these arguments. But we do like a long argument. We do like to draw the argument out. We do like to extend the fight, um, even when it's illogical to do so.